What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery, and as that closing bell sounds, the Dow Industrial Average up 268 points, 1.6% at 17,407. S&P 500 up 35 points, 1.8% to 2,035. NASDAQ higher by 97, 2.1% trading at 46.91, while stocks gained for the first time since Britain voted to leave the European Union. The S&P 500 up the most since March. There's optimism that policymakers are committed to limit the fallout from the U.K.'s exit. Hank Smith, Chief Investment Officer at Haverford Trust, says stocks have come back for from bigger losses. The markets were off after the first five weeks, about 13 14%, and that was reversed in a mere two or three weeks. I'm not suggesting that it's going to happen exactly like this, but I am suggesting that these pullbacks are buying opportunities. Today's recovery is bolstered by equities that were among the biggest drags during the sell-off. Citigroup and Bank of America up at least 3.8%, with lenders recovering from the worst two days in almost five years. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up $1.59 a barrel, 3.4% at 47.93. Spot gold down $10 an ounce at 13.1470, and the 10-year Treasury down 5.30 seconds, yield 1.45%. Among today's top business stories, the economy expanded more than previously estimated in the first quarter as improved performance in trade and business investment more than made up for weaker consumer spending. The Commerce Department reported that gross domestic product rose at a 1.1% annual rate. And consumer confidence rose this month to the highest level since October. The conference board reported its index increased to 98 in June from 92.4 in May. The survey was conducted before the Brexit vote. Volkswagen has agreed to spend more than $15 billion to get hundreds of thousands of emissions-cheating diesel vehicles off U.S. roads and to placate regulators. The settlement set an auto industry record in the U.S. and still leave VW facing criminal and civil complaints on three continents. And now an update on some of the other stories we're following today. Catherine, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. The Associated Press cites a Turkish official who says two explosions have rocked Istanbul's Ataturk airport, leaving multiple people injured. The official also telling the AP it's unclear whether the explosions were caused by bombs or a suicide attack. The White House is dismissing today's report from the House Select Committee on Benghazi, calling the investigation a partisan maneuver aimed at taking down former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, now the likely Democratic presidential nominee. White House Press Secretary Josh Ernest. This is a $7 million effort funded by taxpayers to do what the would-be Speaker of their House says was their goal, which is to tear down Secretary Clinton's poll numbers. 
Mrs. Clinton campaigning in Denver, Colorado today said it's clear that it's time to move on. In an interview with National Public Radio, President Obama said he doesn't think the U.K.'s decision to leave the European Union will cause, quote, cataclysmic changes. The best way to think about this is a pause button has been pressed on the project of full European integration. Uh, I would not overstate it. Uh, there's been a little bit of hysteria post-Brexit vote, as if somehow NATO's gone and the transatlantic alliance is dissolving and uh, every country's rushing t- uh, off to its own corner. That's not what's happening. The president had opposed the Brexit vote. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Catherine? Thank you. And we have an update on that story out of Turkey. A Turkish official says two attackers have blown themselves up at Istanbul's Ataturk airport after police fired at them. And Turkish media are quoting the justice minister as saying that 10 people were killed in that attack today. And as those benchmarks settle, let's get an update. Dow Industrial Average up 269 points to 17,409. S&P 500 up 35 points to 2,036. NASDAQ higher by 97 at 46.91. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. Companies called Movers and Shakers. They cost a little more. That name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Interesting, when you look at the S&P 500, how many shares closed up, down, or unchanged? It's just about flipped exactly from yesterday. Uh, today we have 472 share prices closing higher, 31 closing lower, 2 closing unchanged. And, of course, all those stocks closing higher were behind uh, the S&P 500 closing, if you round it off, nearly 2% today. Dave Wilson is back, our stock editor. He's kicking off movers and shakers. What's catching your eye, Mr. Wilson? Well, I want to talk about Gilead Sciences. This is a company that's really made its name uh, by developing treatments for hepatitis C. There's Savaldi and Harvoni. And now there's another one called Epclusa. Just received U.S. approval, and it's the first drug that can be used to fight all forms of the, the viral disease. Now, Epclusa is going to have a lower list price than Savaldi and Harvoni, and that's a big deal because Gilead came under pressure from Congress and others uh, in the last year or two because of the relatively high prices for their hepatitis C treatments. We put that all together Gilead Sciences with a gain of 5.2%, biggest advance in the stock since October. Well, Dave, I want to take a look at Dow Chemical. Interesting that it is down some 2.9% today, planning to eliminate 2,500 jobs, shut plants in North Carolina and Japan as it continues to slim down after taking full control of its Dow Corning Corporation Silicon Venture. It's going to take a charge of about $410 million to $460 million in the second quarter for asset impairments, employee severance, and more. Uh, it's interesting that uh, 
this is happening at a time when it was not certainly unexpected, Dave. There's a terrific piece, uh, a Bloomberg gadfly piece that you can find on your Bloomberg or even on uh, our Bloomberg website, written by Brooke Sutherland. And uh, I, I, like what, I like what she says here. This isn't a story about how corporations like uh, Dow and even DuPont are evil for putting profits above the welfare of employees, although, let's face it, there's a human cost to these mega-mergers that clinical, a clinical word like, word like synergy can Race, but she points out, Dave, the job cuts aren't happening in a vacuum. Times are tough for chemical corporations right now as global growth plods along and commodity prices flounder. And certainly J.P. Morgan noted that when they cut their ratings on Dow Chemical and DuPont today, and we should point out DuPont shares fell as well uh, in today's trading. Uh, let's take a look at Endo Pharmaceuticals, or Endo International to be more precise. This is a company that has grown through takeovers over the last few years. Uh, they piled up more than $8 billion of debt in the process. And there was a report out of Reuters, uh, citing people familiar with the matter, saying that Endo was looking at asset sales to reduce its debt burden and had actually spoken to private equity firms about possible deals. Well, that prospect went over well with investors because Endo's shares jumped more than 18% in today's trading. Biggest advance since November 2013. Well, let's take a look at Marathon. I like stories that are really simple to understand, Dave Wilson. Uh, with NYMEX crude up uh, about 3.6% today at $47.98 a barrel, Marathon uh, stock up sharply. In fact, at the close up 8.2%, not just the oil price rebound, but also a potential worker uh, stri- stri- strike in parts of Norway. And of course, a strike may be less output. So uh, the quote in this story, oil is recovering on some bargain hunting after the drop below $47 a barrel proved unsustainable and on news of this possible strike in the Norwegian oil and gas industry. Yeah, I'd also like to point out with Endo, there's more to the story. Uh, their uh, poor pharmaceutical unit got a, a new patent on a treatment called Vasostrict, and it's, it's been someone that's been sold uh, for a while but hasn't had patent protection, interestingly enough. It's all about uh, increasing blood pe- pressure in, in patients with sepsis, other diseases. So, you know, definitely more to the endo story than uh, just the possibility of asset sales. Here. Well, i got to tell you, the uh, the VIX is a more interesting story than ever these days, isn't it, with all the volatility of the stock market. The Volatility Index Report brought to you by CBOE, VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE, VIX Options and Futures. So see disclosures and learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. Look at that. Uh, the VIX down five point to uh, 18.8 today. Second day of a slide. Uh, in fact, it's, uh, it's, on its, it's on track for its biggest slide since September, although uh, depending on how this goes, it, it could reverse that and, and end up with a monthly climb. But, Dave, uh, a lot of volatility in the VIX. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for a price on Wilson. Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. Hey, Mr. Wilson, let's take a look at Babcock's, Babcock and Wilcox Enterprises. Absolutely. I should point out, though, you were just mentioning the VIX. That was my chart of the day. And if you haven't seen that, folks, send me an email. Get it to you with the explanation that goes with it. Everything I do going forward, the email address is dwilson at bloomberg.net. 
That's dwilson at bloomberg.net. Now, as for Babcock and Wilcox Enterprises, this is a company that was separated out of Babcock and Wilcox last year through a spinoff. Shares have been as high as twenty three ninety nine in April. They fell Friday and Monday as a result of all the market turmoil from uh, the UK's decision to leave the European Union. But while stocks rebounded today, Babcock and Wilcox's losses worsened. The company lowered its 2016 earnings forecast by about 46% because of a business overhaul and costs associated with that, along with lower coal-related revenue. This company's a power uh, equipment maker, so that's why they get affected. Babcock and Wilcox had its... uh, Biggest one-day loss since the spinoff. The stock tumbled 21% and traded at a new low during the day. Dave Wilson, getting it done. As always, our stocks editor. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. The bond market rally, will it continue? Well, he had a great call on the bond market in March. We're going to be speaking to Matt Hornback from Morgan Stanley about why he's still bullish on bonds. This is Bloomberg Radio. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.